All right, and welcome back to another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm also the admin of those Jazz Nation pages you're following on social media. Let's see, through Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. The links for all those places can be found in one simple place. Just go to linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. And with me, like he always is, is the assistant to the host. His name is Will Wonder. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. It's been a while. I have, I've missed your voice, number one. Number two, uh, we finally have some jazz stuff to talk about. So I'm I'm good. Yeah, we took a couple of weeks off there because there really wasn't much news. Even Even the made up trade things were kind of like not even worth talking about because they were just so not even there so yeah we actually have some news to talk about now let's like we usually do let's go outside the jazz bubble and mention some things that have gone on since the last time recorded uh the first thing was jeff lottery which your team the orlando magic won so baby congratulations yes. on that uh why don't Thank you tell you. everyone the top what's the top three lottery that we have coming up yes so my orlando magic number one Please don't draft Chet Holmgren, Jabari, please. Uh, number two, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And number three, the Houston Rockets. Top three guys you're looking at in the draft. Uh, once again, Jabari, Chet Holmgren, and Paolo Banchero. Bancaro, excuse me. Those will be the top three where they fall. We're going to have to wait and see. And the cool thing about that, on the jazz side of things, the Thunder are actually now playing in the Salt Lake City Summer League. So yes you'll get to see the number two pick in the summer league in Salt Lake. So, and also I believe they said they're going to bring their guys back from last year too. So you'll yeah. Giddy, whether he actually plays, but he'll be there. Giddy will be there at the summer yeah. league as well. And well, they, they have, have the, big they too, have the number they? 12, the number yeah. 12 pick. Yep. So their summer league team's going to be pretty good. So yes, check out the Salt Lake summer league. I'll be um, on the three on three tournament in the summer league. Come check me out as well. Bam. Watch, watch those knees go out. <laughs> And uh, the other thing that, of course, is going on, and it's actually still happening uh, as we speak today, which is Sunday, is the NBA Finals. Uh, I think the team in the West, a lot of people probably knew was going to be the Warriors, just had a good feeling. But that East team, yeah, I I hate to say I kind of said so, but I believe I said it it on this podcast that, hey, watch out for them Celtics. They're the dark horse. And damn, I wish I had put some money down on them like the finals. But uh, there they are. And they won game one. Good on them. Yes, they did. They won game one uh, in in pretty impressive fashion. They were down in the third, uh, came back in the fourth, shot a ton of threes, made them, locked down the Warriors. Uh, final score was 120 to 108 in game one. And like you said, as we record this uh, this evening, the Sunday evening, 6 p.m., the uh, game two will tip off. I think the cool thing about that is, uh, you know, the war- everyone just expects the Warriors to dominate them. So it's really cool to see the Celtics because – I actually didn't get a watch game one. I was kind of keeping updates on it on my phone and it just seemed like the Warriors were going to win. And all of a sudden I checked back in on the fourth corner. I was like, whoa, look at Boston. They are back. So good yeah. on them. I mean, you tie this in for jazz fans who helped build that Boston team. Oh, Danny yeah. Ainge. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, I wonder if they win, if they'll give him a ring at all. Like just say, Hey, there you go, buddy. Mm, I, don't, I don't, I mean, know. with him being gone, probably not, but I'm sure it makes him happy. Yeah, maybe it gets a bonus that no one knows about a little wink wink money there but uh (laughs) all right so that's all the news outside there and uh well the big news as far as inside the jazz bubble right now is what in the world's going on with our coach quinn snyder is he going to be with us or not um so basically i mean we've all since the season's been over for the jazz i think that's been one of our main things for all jazz fans what's going to happen with quinn snyder 
I think a lot of blame was put onto him for things and probably he probably deserves a lot of the blame, obviously when you're the coach and you've lost it so many years in a row. Um, but now I believe it was this week, ESPN's Tim McMahon <laughs> came out with an article and let's see if I can pull it up so we can get the words for word here. But basically he's let it loose that the relationship between Quinn Snyder and the jazz is not so, so great right now. Let's see. So here we go. According to the latest guest from ESPN's Tim McMahon, Quinn Snyder and the Utah Jazz are headed for a separation. In a podcast appearance with Brian Windhorst, McClon laid out the issues Goodness facing gracious. Snyder and the Jazz and offered his thoughts on the coach's future. This is a quote, so quote from Tim. My informed speculation is that Quinn Snyder is likely going to end up leaving, McMahon said. Um, and then there's been some other stuff, but I mean, that's the main thing right there. That's, is, I mean, there was some other thing that he said, uh, about, I guess this issue has been going on since as early as last summer. Um, I guess the jazz offered Snyder at the time an extension and he declined it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, there was something else with that story. Did you have something on that you heard about? Yeah. So, and and I, uh, forgive me because I don't remember the source for this, uh, but it was on Twitter. So it's got to be true. Right. But it was said something along the lines of, um, if you remember earlier in the jazz season, there was some rumors going around that they were going to try to move Joe Ingles to the Warriors. I don't, and, you know, there was different things coming back from the Warriors in that trade. But apparently that, again, from said Twitter source, I want to say it was Andy Larson, but I, I don't want to put words in his mouth or on his Twitter feed. But in a sense, uh, Snyder was upset about that and kiboshed the trade, got the final say, and has been upset ever since. Now, that seems a little extreme, there's got to be more that goes into that. But this tweet, again, I think it was Andy Larson, uh, had speculated that that's when this all started, this this uh, riff between uh, the Jazz and Snyder. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's talking about Danny Ainge being upset about that. This was prior to Ainge even joining the team. And as far as uh, Snyder's contract situation with the Jazz, he does have one year left on his current contract, and then there's an option on the following year. Um, and also, according from Tim McMahon, um, another quote, it's not about the money. There is an extension offer. He turned it down. He turned down an extension last summer. That extension is still on the table as of right now. And to end that quote, he, I guess Snyder just hasn't made up his mind. The The thing that's kind of crazy about all this to come out now is this is kind of the time when they've got to make a decision. Like, oh, yeah, because this is kind of when the off season's really going to start going for the jazz. Cause we've got, to, even though the jazz do not have a draft pick in the draft more than likely, I mean, they've been doing workouts and things like that. I, I would, it would seem likely that the jazz are going to end up, even if it was just a second round pick, like somehow they're going to end up doing something on draft night. Um, and it's, you know, it would be good to have who that know who the hell your head coach is when you're making those picks, you know, cause that's probably going to make a huge oh, difference huge. who you're picking. So yeah, this decision's, I mean, I honestly went, so we decided to come back and record a couple of days ago. It's like, hey, we should probably talk about this. And I actually thought when we decided by Sunday, I was like, I wonder if by then we'll know. And here we mm-hmm. are still not knowing. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, like you said, they even worked out a couple of guys. Um, but it's definitely, I, I mean, I had, I had said the last time that we had talked on the podcast that I think he's just in They're They're going to keep him because generally if he's getting fired or a coach is getting fired, that happens right when the team season is over, whether it be playoffs, whether it be regular season, usually 
Um, so, you know, you hear this report, the Jazz want to keep him, but he's not 100% comfortable in staying. And it's just weird. It raises a bunch of questions as to why, you know, if they had that riff, is he interested in coaching elsewhere? You know, he's a younger coach. There's always those rumors going around about him possibly taking Popovich's job once Pop decides to retire. So I don't know. It's a it's a weird time for the Jazz. They're they're in a sense in limbo. And I think there's so many dominoes that could possibly fall this summer that you just gotta if you're a jazz fan, you just gotta put your seatbelt on and get ready for a, a bit of a bumpy ride, if you will. So in his eight seasons with the Utah Jazz, Quinn Snyder has led the Jazz to six consecutive uh, NBA playoff appearances, which is the longest streak in the Western Conference. So that's pretty awesome. So, I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people are looking down on him right now and hating, but, I mean, the dude, ever since he's had the job, has done pretty pretty damn good if you look back on his the history of things. But uh, it is definitely a bumpy situation right now. And I, I'm a little – I have to say, I, I am a little surprised that it's come to this at this point. I mean – like you had mentioned the Spurs thing, I, I have to say that when I heard this story from the ESPN guys reporting this stuff, I, the first thing I thought of is, well, we haven't heard what's going on with Popovich yet. Is he yeah. waiting to hear what's going to happen with Pop? Is that, I mean, that's really where my first thought was. And it's like, what is happening with Pop? I mean, he hasn't made a decision yet. There's, I haven't heard any rumors if he's leaning, staying or going. So, I mean, I'm sure right. the coach, I'm sure the team there, they're thinking like, so are you staying or going? We kind of got to know because. Yeah. It's that uh, time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, speaking of NBA coaches, so there's been other teams this summer who've already fired their coaches and hired new guys. Um, right. Obviously, the main one that everybody's heard about, and actually Snyder was rumored to be in the running for, even though I don't think that was, who knows if that was ever true, but that would be the Lakers of Los Angeles. They've kind of surprised folks and hired Darvin Ham, the assistant coach from the Bucks, And if I recall right, a former NBA player, Oh yeah. Yep. Nuggets. Uh, he dunk contest. He had a great showing in the dunk contest. I don't remember the year 98, maybe 97, somewhere around there, but yeah, everything I've heard about ham and read about ham is that he's a good, uh, a very good coach, really close with a lot of the players. And he had been doing assistant coaching for quite some time. So, uh, I feel I'm, I'm happy for him. I am not excited for, to see how he does with this Lakers roster and just how, restricted they are obviously they have star names but man they're you talk about a team that has some issues uh contract wise personnel wise it's them <laughs> tough yeah, job to go into definitely not the easiest uh place to show up and be like i'm ready uh, yeah. but I, he knows what he's getting himself into so good luck there buddy hopefully it doesn't go so well for you and i'm just saying that as a jazz fan <laughs> um another team that's already hired a new coach that would be the kings of sacramento who hired mike brown who is actually still coaching right now as an assistant coach with the warriors in the finals so mm -hmm. but he's already got the new job there um man that's 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 another tough one like what the poor kings it feels like every three years they have a new head coach so yeah uh, he's the, got a good roster there though the Kings are the worst ran organization in the NBA. Um, they haven't made the playoffs since we were in, uh, I want to say junior high school, high school. So you don't know our ages, but it's been some time. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, but Brown's a, uh, a good coach, has a good resume, coach of the year in 2009, three times NBA champ as an assistant coach. Uh, and then obviously coached uh, those Cavs teams for a little bit with LeBron James. So yeah, um, again, another guy who's getting an opportunity, but just a 
I don't, I've, I'll never understand the Kings. And this is from an Orlando Magic fan who obviously my team doesn't do well in the draft by any means, but they, the Kings are just a whole other bad trash monster. <laughs> I do wonder if this is going to be Mike Brown's like last chance as a head coach. Cause I mean, like you said, he's been the Cavs. He was with the Lakers, right? He had a spot with the Lakers. Am I correct? So he, he was a, yep. He was the Cavs coach Lakers back to the Cavs and then uh assistant coach since 2014 or 2016, excuse me, with the Warriors. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is going to be his third time as a head coach. So I wonder if this fails, if it just kind of is like, Hey dude, you're just, Gonna be an assistant now. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that sucks. If it is, if this is what he gets for his last ride, I mean, if he, get him to the playoffs, he should be get coach of the year. <laughs> and uh, all right, the other team that's still looking for a head coach is the Hornets of Charlotte. Um, right now, the rumor is that Kenny Atkinson, who is actually also an assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> is the head candidate for that job. Um, and you know, I've seen some things there saying that they the Hornets are actually keeping their eyes on the whole Quinn Snyder situation too. To be honest, I don't. If Quinn Snyder did decide to leave the Jazz, I can't see him being like, "Okay, I'm going to Charlotte." I just think he would probably take a year off. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't see know him. if that's going to fit with him and that. But Kenny Atkinson, this is another problem with the Jazz situation. So if if Quinn Snyder is going to leave you know, the jazz are going to be kind of behind now on the finding a job oh, yeah. situation. And Kenny Atkinson's a damn good coach. And he would be a good guy to bring in if, if that was a possibility. Um, I don't know yeah. if that would be my number one guy, but he could be definitely someone you'd want to bring in and hear what he could offer. And he might be yeah, up here soon. He's, he's fine. I mean, he had one, uh, not to say anything ill about him, but he had one four year stint with the nets prior to that. And after that, he's been an assistant coach. Um, you know, and that was not a not the best Nets time period by any means. Not great teams. He went one twenty two and one seventeen uh, as a coach there. So, uh, but yeah, you're you 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 uh, hit the nail on the head there with the Jazz. If Snyder does leave, they are a little bit behind in what they need to be doing. Uh, I mean, you don't want to be bringing a head coach, you know, midsummer. So, yeah. So um, a couple episodes back, we had actually started kind of doing our coaching speculation, and we had both agreed at the time that maybe the number one person that the Jazz should look into if, and this is, again, this was before any kind of this ESPN reporting and stuff like that, but it was a big if, if this was going to be Snyder's time to leave. Mm-hmm. And the number one person we had mentioned is someone that has Jazz connection, Utah connection, and of course, you know, a Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert connection is a Johnny Bryant, who is currently assistant with the Knicks yep now I decided since we've already mentioned him so what we're going to do right now is we're going to mention some coaches that maybe would be a good candidate to bring in so we're not going to mention Johnny Bryant in this list because we've already said that before so these are other coaches who are currently you know available to head coach and uh, Mr. Will Wonder why don't you present us with your list that you have there and let's as the jazz fan I will let you know if I'm in agreement where I think you're just crazy for bringing that up. <laughs> Perfect. I have five here. Okay. So number one, and actually in no order, but the first coach I have written down here, Mark Jackson, coach golden state from 2011 to 2013 went 121 and 109. And again, that was a younger warrior squad, uh, two playoff appearances in three years there with golden state. Obviously he got let go. Steve Kerr took over. We all saw what happened there since then been a broadcaster. He is interested in getting back into coaching. He's interviewed with a couple of teams. 
There's my uh, first name. What are your thoughts on Mama? There goes that man. Hand uh, down, man down. Uh, I mean, I think okay, yeah, you bring him in for an interview, but I just don't see that vibing. That's not feeling it. Thing. Not feeling okay. that one. Okay, next, next up, next up, a coaching legend. He's a little older, but uh, everything that I could find was that he's interested in, in getting back into coaching. That would be George Carl. Oh, 1,175 wins, 824 losses. He's coached a shitload of teams. What you're going to remember most, Sonics, Bucks, Nuggets. Uh, took the 96 Sonics to the NBA Finals, obviously, like most teams in the 90s, lost to Michael Jordan's Bulls. He was the coach of the year in 2012 when he was with the Nuggets. Um, what do you think about that? No, that's that's terrible. I'm sorry. Respect to George, why is that terrible? Tell me why it's terrible. Why is I George Carl a, a George Carl a terrible option as a I head coach? I just think he his age is just a little too old, and I don't. Think, okay. I don't know if they would relate with the players that are there now. I just don't think it would mesh well. I mean, okay. Res, respect to the dude and all that, but no. Stick stick to tweeting and whatever else he's got going on right now <laughs> to make his income. But no. You can make money off of Twitter. Sure. And I said whatever else he's doing. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, next one I wrote down. Avery Johnson, 254 and 186 as a coach, coach of the year in 2006 when he was with Dallas, obviously coached Dallas, New Jersey, and had a small stint, 28 games with Brooklyn. He's been doing uh, commentating mostly for college games as of late. So there is your third option. Damn. No. No. Okay. This what do you, is, what don't you like about Avery? I just don't think that would mesh well either. I, I mean, to me, there's a reason why, like, say, I would say this to him as much as I would say this to George Carl. There's been job openings every year. And I don't remember the last time I've heard either one of those guys having interviews or being in the running like a real serious candidate for jobs. So I I failed to mention that Avery also coached in college after leaving the NBA for a little bit, but he's been, been doing commentating next up. I have two assistant coaches that I think it may be their time. They've been on a couple of uh, interviews. They've, uh, I'll, I'll start with the first one here. This is, you know, you think about uh, Udoka in Boston, the success he's had as a first year coach, being an assistant for so many years. So number one, Adrian Griffin, which is the Raptor, one of the Raptors assistants. He played from 1999 to 2008 in the league, which I think is pretty big, uh, is familiar with what somewhat what the league's like. Obviously, 2008 was a while back, but still not like, uh, you know, Mark Jackson, who you know, whatever retired a while ago. Um, he's been an assistant since 2008. When he retired from the league, he jumped right into coaching assistant with the bucks, the bulls, my Orlando magic for a year, the thunder and currently with the Toronto Raptors. And his yeah, son I, is a Hooper who should be in the league fairly soon. <laughs> yeah, I can get down with that one. I mean, I would definitely recommend bringing him in for a serious looking candidate. Um, I mean, that also helps because you know, all these new rumors that are coming back around even we've talked about before on when we're doing trade speculations is a possible trade between the jazz and the Raptors, which is apparently gaining some, you know, momentum. I say in quotes, just because, you know, it's becoming apparently OG is not too happy with his role in Toronto. So right. that's, you know, there might be something there apparently. So there we go. There we go. All right. There's, there's, there's one, some one for there. one for four so far you enjoy, or you would, will you be down with? Okay. Last one I have here, Sam Cassell, assistant to the 76ers, two-time NBA champ as a player with Houston, played from 93 to 2008, uh, and he's been an assistant coach since 09. So he's assistant coach with the Wizards 
and they're in a pretty decent era for the Wizards, uh, the Clippers, Lob City, all of that. And then uh, currently with Philly, you know, Philly, they're, they've, they're there, but they're, they're uh, not, uh, for lack of a better term, they're a shit show as well. But 76ers currently, um, Cassell, a lot of people have been talking about him, similar to the way that Darvin Ham had been talked about the past two years, that it may be time for him to get a head coaching position. There is my last option for you. Your face isn't happy, but why is that? Did you are you gassy or you don't like that pick? I think it just goes back to the other ones. I mean, I've never heard Cassell really being in a running like seriously for a thing, and I don't know if I've ever even heard him having like interviews for head coaching things yet. So it seems like he's just still in that assistant coach thing, and maybe needs some more time with that. I don't know, but. No, I don't, I don't really think of him ready for an NBA. And the thing is, so here's the other thing, like with the jazz, I mean, you know, this is someone that's not even a jazz fan. There's kind of an expectation when you come in, even as a new coach, like, you know, that's been the good thing with Quinn is we've made the playoffs and stuff, which is good. And it sucks that we haven't gone to that next level, but um, yeah, I don't, I think as much as it hurts to say, we look back on the Ty Corbin years you know, he came in, he was an assistant coach, obviously, and then got the, it was kind of a crappy way it all got handled there as far as just like, hey, I'm done, Jerry's done, you're now the coach. And he's just like, what? I don't know if he was really, truly ready for it, but that really put, I think that put a really hard, sour thing into most jazz fans. Does that make sense? Like, sure. are we ready just to roll our, but the, here I am saying that, but we were both ready to make Johnny Bryan or the head coach. And he's what he's only been an assistant as well. So I don't, right. it's, it's a hard situation there. Um, well, I think when you look back to Ty Corbin and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you would know this better. I'm trying to pull this up on the fly here. Uh, as I'm talking to you, that wasn't necessarily a great roster. Am I wrong that he had there a young yeah. Rudy? Obviously you got Gordon Hayward. He was there with the Al Jefferson and Millsap years kind of thing. Um, I just, it you know, it was just hard. I think the the whole situation was rough. I mean, that was just a his whole first year or two was just a lose lose. It felt like because he was just kind of throwing the keys, like, "Okay, good luck." Yeah. So yeah. that first year was never going to be good. And then I don't know if the players were really ready to like kind of respect him. Maybe they're just still looking at him as just like you were just Jerry's assistant. Who are you? Kind of. You does that mean you know? I don't know. The Jazz had Andres Bedrins. Oh, six games. Sorry, I was like, what? <laughs> All right, because he he played six games for Coach Corbin. Um, yeah, I mean, th- those are my guys, uh, the the guys that I came up with. Obviously, there's going to be some more options I that would be floating around. That, that most people would say you've got to mention is would be Terry Stotts, just because obviously mm-hmm. he's been seen around. He's been poking his nose months. in there. But, I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, Jazz fans, just, just remember, he's also kind of poked his head. I mean, we don't see it just because we're not fans of those teams. But, you know, he's been around other facilities and helping, talking with coaches and yeah. stuff like that. So one thing I want to thing I want to bring up, um, uh, you know, when we had talked about the Johnny Bryant thing on the, on the socials, I've got to learn to not read the comments, but I was reading comments just for, you know, I had some free time. A lot of people, a lot of people were talking about Mike D'Antoni. And... I've never been a fan of Mike D'Antoni, and I don't think I ever will as far as the way he coaches. But there was a lot of jazz fans um, within, you know, the threads that we had put up that were like, oh, no, it should be Mike D'Antoni. So, you know, some people were talking about EuroLeague coaches. I don't necessarily think EuroLeague coaches do well in the NBA, especially coming right off of EuroLeague. 
But when you talk about D'Antoni and the teams that he's had in the past and ha- what they didn't do as to what they were expected to do, you can talk about that Suns team, uh, you know, what happened with that in those in those playoffs. But he's always underachieved. And I don't think that's what the Jazz, the Jazz don't want to just go to the second round of the playoffs. Um, obviously, you'd like to get to the Western Conference Finals, but you don't want it to stop there either. And that's, in a sense, uh, Mike D'Antoni. So wanted to throw that in there because I know people will be like, why didn't you mention Mike D'Antoni? Because I don't think he's a good coach. There you have it. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else. I mean, it is a tough, it's a hard one. Who's available and who's, like, do you want to have bring in a coach that has some kind of already experienced coaching? I mean, uh, is Scott Brooks available right now or is he coaching somewhere i mean uh, i don't know i'm not i i don't think he's coaching anywhere i mean a lot of the a lot of the people that you see floating around no matter what the job may be you brought up stats uh, i don't think frank vogel wants to coach that quickly again but he's been floated around on some of these other jobs obviously d'antoni we talked about atkinson earlier um adrian griffin is floating around a lot too bucks another bucks assistant charles lee but yeah, uh, a lot of people were trying to snipe Juwan Howard. He's staying at Michigan. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's there's not a huge pool out there by any means. And, again, time's ticking. So it'd be cool if Snyder is deciding to leave. He lets them know, you know, pre-draft. But what is that? A couple weeks from now. <laughs> so we don't get a lot of time. I was trying to pull it up while you were talking, but like, so all these assistant coaches on the Warriors that are getting jobs now, like we mentioned Mike Brown and possibly Kenny, I was trying to pull up their roster. Cause if I recalled right, there is someone that's on the assistants. Well, maybe he's not there anymore, but I guess not. Didn't they once have one of the Collins brothers as his, under his coaching staff? That was it the one that used to play for the jazz. You know what I'm talking about? The twins, the Jaron, he is coaching somewhere. Yep. Uh, I can pull him up real quick as you're talking. He is coaching. He was floated around on one job. I want to say it was the Hornets job. Um, but, but why would he be any better than the other people I named? No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm uh, just saying, cause there's, isn't, wasn't that the one that played in for the jazz or was it the other one? Jaron. I don't know. You're a jazz fan. You tell me, uh, yes, Jaron Collins. Oh, one to oh nine. And he is currently, uh, boy, this is great right here. What we're doing right here. He is currently a, Pel- a Pelicans assistant coach. He was a assistant with the Warriors for seven years. So yes, well, I mean he's got the experience under in there. I mean, um, it, it's it's just tough because, like I'm saying, I mean you're either going to bring in a coach that has experience, and you're hoping it's just going to be right away amazing, which is tough. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. the word tough a lot here. Or you're bringing in an assistant coach who's the first time and you're just like, okay, we have faith in you. Don't let us down. And that's tough. You know, I, it's man. Or you keep rolling with Snyder who, man, this is a sticky situation. I mean, I have to say going into the off season, obviously we all were more worried about well, what's going to happen with Donovan. What's going to happen with Rudy. And here we are. And now we're stuck with this situation being here <laughs> in our face first. And it's like, God, I don't know what to do. Um, do we want Snyder back? Do we not? I mean, so from from the fans' point of view, when it, whenever I've put in kind of things out recently about Snyder, the the vibe I get from most Jazz fans, or let's just say most that actually comment on things, you know, <laughs> it's probably more of like, okay, we appreciate Snyder, but it's time probably for something new. Um, yeah. That's just like seems to be the higher volume that I'm hearing from folks. Um, 
from my point of view, I mean, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I, I mean, I kind of, kind of go along with that. I appreciate and Snyder for all he's done. And I do think he's a good coach. I just might be time for a change. I, I, the, the years of Jerry being around and sticking with him for 20 something years or whatever it is. I mean, that's just not the reality we live in anymore. I mean, Mm-mm. nine, 10 years as a coach and we don't make it to finals. It's time for a yeah. change. They usually, I mean, that's just the way it rolls. So uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah. I, I agree. I think after, you know, you're eight years deep and you don't get past the second round, it's either a personnel problem or a coaching problem. And at this point, maybe it's both, but you got to try something new. You obviously don't want to tear everything down. We've been through this before, but uh, yeah. And, and it, I mean, the most interesting thing about this whole story about him possibly leaving is that the jazz want him there. And he's not 100% sure he wants to be there, at least from reports, right? So that's that's what's crazy to me. And to me, that just screams that he has his eyes on another uh, organization. Yeah, I mean, that just it all it says something's gone on, too. Like you, we've said before, that he's not too happy about it. I mean, oh, yeah. I think, I think a lot on. of us can relate that you, where you're in a job. Obviously, we're not coaches in the NBA or whatever, but you're at a job and you're like, look, I like this place, but I don't like how this is being handled. Mm-hmm. And you bring it up and they're just like, well, sorry, that's just kind of the way that we roll this, you know, a company. And you're just like, well, and then you go home and you think about it. You're like, can I find a new job? Can, you know, can I, and I think that's probably in, in reality, that's probably what's going on right now. Something's happened. He's probably talked to him about it. They're saying, we understand where you're coming from Quinn, but we can't, you know, that's just, that's our organization. That's what we do, blah, 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 something. And he's just like, okay, I got to take a moment and think about it. Mm-hmm. And now we're stuck waiting to hear and it sucks. Yeah. But the, the difference here is, you know, no matter what your job is, they can hire somebody else quick, yeah. get them trained, ready to go. Uh, whereas here it's like, it's a very crucial position. And I'm not saying you at your job, whatever that may be, I'm not going to put your business out there. Isn't a crucial position, but it's the same with mine. I could leave tomorrow and they'll find somebody little different running an NBA organization as a head coach or NBA team as a head coach. Excuse yeah, me. I was, I was just trying to make it more relatable <laughs> for every, every person out here is story, but yes, it is different when you're <laughs> coaching a major professional sport team. Um, so we went down kind of a list of possibilities. I mean, would you, I mean, we'd met, like we talked about before we previous podcast, Johnny Bryant was kind of one we'd mentioned. Would you say, is that still as a non jazz fan, is that the guy you think would be a good fit? to come in as the new coach who's never been a head coach. Do you still feel positive? That would be the the way to go with the person. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And just his familiarity with the team and a lot of people, uh, again, in the comments where I was reading after we had said that were like, Oh, we don't need a, a Quinn clone. And it's like, what are you talking about? Obviously Johnny's his own number one coach. He's learned from Coach Thibs in New York. I'm sure he's picked up things from him, picked up things from Snyder, picked up things from when he played at the U. Um, so he's well, I don't want to say he's well-traveled, two different teams, but good coaches, right, that he's learned from. He obviously would have his own system, his own way of doing things, but he's familiar with these players. Um, so I think ease of fit. And if Quinn says, you know, takes another two weeks, three weeks to say, ah, never mind, I'm not coming back. He would be uh, one that you could put in there, again, familiar with the players, uh, has rapport with a lot of them, and be able to get things going. Whereas you bring in a new guy, 
especially if it's a well-traveled coach, someone like Stott, someone like the other, you know, George Carl, like I had mentioned that you shot down, whomever it may be who's been around, uh, who has a bit of an ego and doesn't know these players, maybe that's different. Assistant coaches, on the other hand, Adrian Griffin, Sam Cassell, I don't think they have that ego or that chip on their shoulder. But like I said, Bryant, familiarity, able to throw them in there quickly. He knows these players, most of them anyways, pretty well. So yeah, that would be my pick in the event Quinn is just says, ah, can't do it. I'm out. Here's one I'm going to throw at you. It's just kind of, it just can't hit me and it's kind of a curveball and has a Utah connection and stuff, obviously. And was assistant, well, he's head coach, but he's been assistant coaching and actually just left the Houston Rockets. So he's a free agent on the coaching. Uh, former jazz man, he's, his numbers hanging in the rafters, Mr. Jeff Hornacek. Do you think that would be a good fit at all? Or is it just the jazz Homer thing to think about that? Mm. You know, I'd have to go back and look at, uh, at Horny's uh, 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 career as a coach. I don't think so. I think you need somebody. I mean, and I threw out all these other older guys. I think you need somebody a little bit younger, one that can connect with the players a little bit better. Uh, someone who's been around recently around players. Again, guy like Cassell, <clears throat> excuse me, Griffin, uh, Johnny Bryant, um, rather than, you know, a Utah quote unquote, I don't want to say legend. Is Hornacek a legend? He is. You said his number's up there. Okay. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, all respect to Jeff Hornacek, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Maybe GM. he would be fun just to bring in on the, the coaching staff though. See sure. Throw him in there as an assistant. Sure. Sure. So, and the, I guess the other one that has to be brought up just is speaking on the coaching staff and a lot of, I've seen a lot of jazz fans mention is does Alex Jensen deserve an opportunity? Yeah. And I would say, sure. He definitely deserves an interview and stuff like that. Just as much yeah. as any of these guys. Um, I, is he ready though, to be a head coach? Ugh. I mean, I don't, that's a tough one. It feels think, like he's one of those guys that needs to go like head coach a G League team for a couple of years and prove is does that make sense? Like prove his head coaching abilities before he gets a job. I don't know. I wouldn't even say head coach a G League team. Um, but maybe just some other assistant coaching positions. I know he works out in Germany um as an assistant uh, in a team there, but he's been just strictly in Utah since 2013. So I would I would almost be under the thought process of maybe if he assistant coaches somewhere else, then yeah I I think I think you need a guy that's more traveled and I you know and I don't want to I'm sure he's a great coach uh, a great assistant coach obviously he's been there for nine years now um, but I would rather have somebody that's been in different situations different places than someone who's just strictly been an assistant coach in one place. That's just my train of thought. But others uh, are, are ones to think, you know, this guy has worked for us for this many years. I think it's his turn to take this over. So I don't know. But again, familiarity, right? Like similar to Johnny Bryant, where if Snyder does say I'm out, doesn't leave you, doesn't leave the organization a bunch of time. You have somebody like him sitting there that may be able to to take that. Wouldn't it be interesting? What if the Jazz did like a thing where they're like, okay, we have to name somebody as the head coach. So they just like, we're naming Alex Jensen the head coach, but they bring Johnny Bryant and they're like, look, we want you guys to be like dual head coaches. I think, I don't know. I, 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 I've, I've uh, 
met Johnny once and talked to him for a half a second. I don't know Alex, but just as a, a competitor and someone who enjoys playing basketball myself or enjoys, you know, uh, the NBA, I don't see that happening uh, strictly off of ego, right? I mean, it's, this isn't winning time from uh, <laughs> on HBO where Riley and, uh, oh man, my mind just went blank, are kind of co-coaching the team. But um, I mean, you could try that, but I don't think it would work. <laughs> like we're just, I'm just throwing things out there now. I didn't, I didn't yeah. kind of prepare to the list as much, but uh, you know, I, I think I, I'm, I'm sticking with mine too. I mean, I've, uh, I'm going to stick with Johnny Bryant. Is just, I feel like that's like we've said it here. And the only thing, other thing I'm going to mention is it's, it's a, it's a gamble, and maybe it's time for the Jazz to take that gamble. Um, even though scared money does, don't make no money. Even though he does have, um, you know, familiarity with the team and some of the players, but I mean, look at like we keep talking about Boston. They took a gamble. That was a big gamble for them to bring in their new coach, and seems to be working out well for them. I mean, start of the season didn't look too good, and then all of a sudden things something clicked, and it was this obviously worked pretty damn well for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think maybe that's now it's time for the Jazz to look at that, and you know, Ainge is obviously Danny Ainge is going to look at that and say, hey. Obviously, he didn't hire that guy, but he's like, look what my former team is doing right now. They took a giant gamble on this guy, and it's working great for them. So it's time for us here in Utah to do that gamble as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, Udoka, kid, all first-year head coaches. Kid, obviously, head coach previously at another team, but he's been out of the game. But look at what their teams have done this year. So... I mean, you get some new blood in there, something different, and you might get, you know, a little more success than you anticipated. Because let's be honest, we talked about it. We talk, I, talk, I murdered that Dallas Mavericks team. There's no way they should have got to where they got. I still don't think Jason Kidd's a great coach, but he changed up what they were doing. There he is. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if I'm going to go, okay, I'm still going to keep Johnny Bryant as my number one, but my number two, and I would say not too far behind, would be uh the guy from Toronto, Adrian Griffin. Griffin, mm-hmm. yeah, that. Um, and it sounds bad that I'm saying that I can't remember his name. Sorry, right. I don't mind yeah, yeah, there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, he's the even though he hasn't had a head coaching job, he's been someone that's been in a lot of interviews. He's been like almost really close there for it seems like the last few years. He's always been one of those guys that's been damn close to be getting the job. So he's another one of those guys. It's his time could be here too. And again, mm-hmm. that's a gamble, but it's not, I don't know if it's as big a gamble as the Johnny Bryant kind of situation. So. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm one and two. I'm with you. There you go. Boom. Bam. And George Carl. No, thank you at all. You can come by and maybe have some coffee and talk, but let's no, no coaching. coffee. Um, but that's all we got on this week's episode, but just a little quick update. And of course, if anything does happen where things get official with Quinn Snyder and stuff like that, we'll jump in and talk it over and things like that. Uh, Hold up. Wait a minute. Well, everybody, we recorded that episode you've just listened to. And as I'm sitting here editing it, we get breaking news from Twitter, ESPN, and it's now official. Quinn Snyder has stepped down as the head coach of the Utah Jazz yeah, kind of crazy. <laughs> like literally as I was editing, I was actually in the middle of editing the podcast and I get a call from Will Wonder saying, uh, did you just see the news? So I was actually a little late on the news there, but kind of crazy now. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot to take in here because it's, I mean, I even said it earlier in the same podcast. It, I would kind of thought it would have been 
happened by today and now what's happened. It's crazy. I mean, I don't think anyone's really probably surprised about this, but it doesn't make it any easier, I guess you could say as fans. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm already seeing all the negative comments because that's just how social media works. There's just going to be nothing but negative, but there's still, I think, a good amount of Jazz fans appreciate what Quinn Snyder did for the team. And, of course, everybody wishes nothing but the best of luck for him and his family moving forward. So if you're interested, you can look online. There's a pretty long quote here from Coach Snyder, um, just kind of giving his thanks and his thoughts on things. You know, toward the end, he says, we only want the best for you and to see you raise a championship banner. Um, He's just kind of giving, you know, he really wants to see the Jazz. And I thought that was great for him to kind of end his giant quote on saying that he wants nothing nothing but the best for the team and would really love to see them get that championship one day. And that's awesome to hear him say. Um, And, um, of course, you know, now, the speculation starts. I think the first name that I saw on Twitter that popped up, and obviously not surprising, was Terry Stotts, but I think it was Tony Jones that mentioned that. And he's also saying, don't, you know, the Jazz are going to take their time. They're in no rush to make this a hire and, you know, expect to see them make look at assistance as well. So um, I had said earlier in the same podcast, you know, and I'll stick with it, my one and two, I would like to see either Johnny Bryant or Griffin from the Raptors come in. But, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> I'm, I know this this whole audio part right here probably just sounds crazy, but I'm just still kind of taking it all in and thinking it over literally as I, I'm just going to repeat myself literally as I was editing this same podcast, the news break. So uh, um, just want to say thank you to Quinn Snyder for the last few years. He uh, We didn't get to the promised land like we'd all hoped, and I guarantee he had hoped and wanted to get there too, but... He, I, in my mind, he did a damn good job. He'll, he leaves as the second most winning coach in jazz history. Um, and uh, I, 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 I bet it would be hard to find any player that has played under Quinn Snyder that's going to say anything too bad about him. I mean, obviously some people may be happy that he, they didn't get enough playing time, but, you know, in the end, I'm sure they still appreciated him. And uh, as a jazz fan, I would say thank you. Uh, nothing but the best of luck to Coach Snyder and his family. So I guess this is how we're going to end this week's podcast uh, with me and shock a little bit right now and just trying to think it all over. We'll probably do another episode later this week. We can kind of have some more time to grasp over the news and think it over and uh, maybe there'll be some new news on things. But appreciate you for listening in to this week's episode of the Jazz Nation podcast. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks so much for listening and bye-bye.